Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Welcome to day six of season 21. Yeah. Is this day six? Yeah, day six. Six divided by 21 times 100 is what? Tell your neighbor I'm making it. Amen. It's a a special, special time to be together in the Lord, in the Word. Amen. Hey. Amazing to hear the miracles that people are receiving and that they're testifying about. Incredible, isn't it? Now tomorrow... We have a family meeting at four. Who doesn't know about it? Nobody, don't nobody. Okay. So just start planning on being there. Except if you are invited to the wedding. Don't come up with a wedding. Of your lost cousins, aunties, uh, uh, Ascaris, brothers, sons, house helps, nieces, cousin. No. There is the one we all know is tomorrow and the people are invited while other people are not invited. So the only people that we are expecting not to see in the, in the meeting are the ones invited to the wedding and you have to actually have an invitation to be invited you don't go to find out if you are invited at the wedding typically you should know ahead of time that you were invited also don't go together and say I really need to be invited because I'm dodging the family meeting. Because the family meeting is going to be a good meeting. So there's no point in dodging it. It's going to be very helpful and reviving. Now, you are attending it at your location or wherever your location pastor has said, this is where we shall meet. If you are at worship service, Nadia, that is here. I, I don't know if the location pastor has sent another message. Now, how many people are here and you're like, Amazimalide, we are here talking, but me, I know nothing about where our location family meeting is, and I would love to know by show of hands. You're like, I actually don't know. People are here talking, uh, family meeting, discipleship, Simanyi, where we are meeting. No hands. That means people know. Ah, beautiful. Woo! Can we appreciate Pastor B3 for leading us in such a fiery... 
and can we appreciate the worship team? Thank you always, and the lovely, beautiful, incredible host of this evening. Please sit. The Bible says in Psalm 122, I believe, if they could give me Psalm 122. I have started, by the way. So. Ah, is it that one? No, no, no. Lord, save your servant. Can I have my Bible? <laughs> give me the phone one. That way I can search. No, how good and pleasant is Psalm 132. I know the scriptures. <laughs> they also know me. It is Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it, including this one, God worship us. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In other words, they're not saying the watchman shouldn't stay awake, but the watchman should understand that the Lord is the one who watches even through the watchman. The Bible says the horse is prepared for battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. That means for victory to belong to the Lord, the horse must be prepared for battle, and the Lord doesn't prepare the horse. I proceed. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. I didn't know there is bread of sorrows. I think this is done without sugar in it. For brown bread. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children of one's youth. What this means, it doesn't say one's young children. It's children of one's youth. The children you have in your youth are like arrows. Because it says, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies. In the gate, it means that they grow up to a stage where they can fight with you or fight for you. They can fight with you or fight for you. Now, if you are very old, let's say 82, then you have a baby. Uh, it is very unlikely that they will ever fight for you or fight with you. You will be the one uh, cleaning them up the whole time. In other words, he's saying that there is advantage in having mature children. 
That's why people should get married quickly, early. So that your children are, you see one of mine was here singing. Some of yours can't sing yet. Because you started late. They kept telling you, marry, get married, get married, you're there. Yeah, pursuing other things instead of the right things. Yeah, so, as a result, you know, mine is here singing. Uh, the one of the Ansubu girls, they sing, they play instruments. Uh, some others, the reason you are like, hurry up, we need to go, because, uh, yeah, you need to check if they have uh, even taken care of them. Yeah. But the man who has his quiver, full of them is what? Happy, happy. They can't speak with the enemies in the gate because they... Now, I have a, a solution. For those who started late, all those who, you know, you have that calling of Apostle Paul, or the Lord Jesus himself, there is a quicker route. Yeah, instead of waiting nine months, you just disciple them. And you get what? Spiritual children. Because when you have spiritual children, they are always children of your youth because they can even be older than you or your same age or slightly younger than you. You get And so what, what happens is that when that's going on, you have an... And then don't have few. So it's happy is the man who's quiver. If you only have three, they are not, you are not going to be happy. Because you send one for the remote, then you send one for the fene, and then you send one to close the door, then by the time you want to send one to close the curtains, they are finished. But when your quiver is full of them, you, are, you can send all you want. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to get up on your feet right now. And help me become welcome one of my spiritual sons, Pastor Blesso, to come and bring us the word this evening. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Apostle. Wow. <laughs> Please have your seats. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey. Hmm. What an honor. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that <laughs> introduction. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. This, this morning I was thinking about, you know, I have a child, a physical one, <laughs> and many spiritual ones. I have a child, his name is EJ. And <laughs> Mark calls him Hans. And this morning I was thinking about, 
the fact that you see when you have a when you're a child the person who would take the best care of you is your parent they they do things that other people would ideally never do for you never um when a baby starts crying anywhere here usually the first question is where is where are the parents yeah where is where is the mother <laughs> always the father or yeah sometimes they ask for the father don't they <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> yeah or or if they if they've done a number 2 they call for the the father's will <laughs> at home at times they call for me at times if i'm around and like there is a way that parent will take care of you and make sure you are well and do it takes a parent to do certain things for a child because other people may look at you as just another person but the parent cares about you thinks about you will do everything give you opportunity to make sure that you thrive as their son as their child everything they do they're literally just doing it for you for your well-being and so this morning as i was thinking about that i thought about apostle moses i i thought about the the truth and fact that the things he has done for me eh you people <laughs> yeah th- there is no way I-, i don't know anyone else who would do them for me really apart from his other spiritual children who have taken care of me like prophet angel and pastor emma and the other people like yeah he's given me opportunity um he's lifted me up he's encouraged me we've sat in the car and he has rebuked me sharply he <laughs> he's yeah apostle moses thank you thank you i am everything i am because of you because god brought you into my life thank you thank you so 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 very much and that introduction yeah i'm going to keep it somewhere please you can have your seats <laughs> i'm going to keep it somewhere all right Whew. i am ready oh yeah <laughs> i am ready genesis chapter 18 genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to verse 10 that's going to be our text today And I'm going to talk about three words. Recognize, respond, receive. That's what I'm going to talk about. Recognize, respond, receive. We are in the midst of a revival. I know you've heard about this. I know you've uh I know you can see it. You can see the results of it. And as I was reading Genesis chapter 18, how many of you are doing that Bible plan? If you're not, please Okay. <laughs> I should have asked it the other way around because some people are being refueled right now. If you're not on that whole year Bible plan, 
then your disciple is about to love you better <laughs> and share that bible plan with you we are reading through the whole bible and we are doing another bible plan of psalms and proverbs that apostle shared with us so in case you are not on it by any chance stress your disciple to give it to you and i was reading genesis 18 and i saw interesting things in there that i'm going to share with you and when we when we had flow prayer was it flow prayer when apostle told through genesis 18 now and then mc live you see, there, there are people that God has anointed to open and see certain things in the Word. Because huh? I also read Genesis 18. But the things he was talking about, <laughs> I never saw them. And I read it for a long time. I even prayed in tongues after. <laughs> Tell your neighbor they are levels. So he came and told, and I'm like, what? I didn't see that. What? How come I didn't? And so I went back and read it that day. And then in the evening, I saw some things. <laughs> of course, the things he had shown. Then in the evening, Pastor B3 was sharing reflections in the pastor's lounge. Yeah, you're about to get there. Very soon you'll be a pastor. In the pastor's lounge, I think it will be much bigger than, than this auditorium like Apostle has told us. So on the pastor's lounge, and then Pastor B3 shared from the same scripture. And she started mentioning things that I had not seen in the scripture. I, we read, I read the scripture like twice. I read it, then I listened, prayed through it in floor prayer, read it again, and then when she was sharing, I was seeing things. And so today, <laughs> I also saw some things. <laughs> that I'm going to share with us. All right. Verse one. Let's read it aloud together. It says, Then the Lord appeared to him. This is Abraham. By the of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. Verse 2. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Let me back to verse 1. We'll go up to verse 10 if time allows. <laughs> The Bible says, then the Lord appeared to him. So the Lord appears to who? To Abraham. And in verse 2, he, it, we read that the Lord who appeared to him, appeared to him in the form of three. In the form of three men. Need you to note, the Lord appeared to him in the form of three men. Apostle was here, I think in floor prayer, and he said that we don't choose how God is going to appear and manifest himself to us. We don't choose how he will reveal himself to us. That is not our choice. He has also taught us, though, that 
most of the time God is going to appear to you through a person. That most of the time God is going to manifest and reveal himself to you through a person. That for every relationship you have with God there is a human equivalent. You have a father, God the father. For wife is the Holy Spirit. A helper. Yeah. <laughs> like God will appear to, like whichever relationship you have with God there is a human equivalent and so it's interesting that when the Lord appears to Abraham he appears to him in the form of men in the form of men worship harvest in our time in this time of the revival God has appeared to us in the form of men God has appeared and your failure to recognize that truth will rob you of the opportunity to experience and encounter God. Because you see, you cannot claim to receive God without receiving the men he sends you. You cannot claim to hear God without hearing the men, men and women, I'm using men to cover that. You cannot claim to hear God without hearing the people, the men that he has sent to you. You cannot claim to honor God without honoring the men that he has sent to you. You cannot claim to love God without loving the men that he has sent to you. One of the scriptures that Apostle loves very much, John 1.6, says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Abraham sees three men, but he has the wisdom to know that these are not just mere mortals. They are not just men. Because by the time the Bible tells us there are three men, they didn't appear in like, like, like with wings or with like five eyes or six years or something. No, there were three men. And I actually think, I think I'm going ahead of myself. But, <laughs> you see, all, all the, Abraham had a huge household, right? I don't think those men, well, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I don't think those men just appeared where Abraham was. I think they walked through the camp passed by people but, but the people could not tell but that is God walking in their midst. The people could not tell that that is God walking in their midst. Only, only Abraham recognized that whereas everyone else is seeing men God is here God is here you see in recognizing the men God sends you you are recognizing the God of those men in despising the men God sends you you are despising the God 
of those men. Bullets? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a mystery that the invisible, almighty, holy, righteous God has chosen to manifest himself through men. Through men. Through men. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he says, but we have this treasure in what? In earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You cannot take the tea without interacting with the cup. If you don't like the cup, forget about the tea. Abraham recognizes God by looking at three men. One of the keys to this revival that we are in as a movement is going to be recognizing the men that God has sent to us. Recognizing the anointing that God has raised in our time, in our generation, and not taking them for granted. Because whenever God wants to do something on the earth, he speaks to a man or woman. He doesn't, you, you have you ever seen God? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you have not. Apostle, Apostle, sometime I think is the one who gave this example of if, if you want to charge your phone. Hmm? You know, I grew up next to the River Nile. <laughs> and that <laughs> pardon <laughs> no 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 my dear <laughs> we even used no I never had a phone for starters but we also used to experience a bit of load shedding even when we were that close to that <laughs> you see you don't get your phone and you take it to the turbines where the turbines are yeah and you and you say no, me I want to charge my phone here you will die Yeah, you will die. If you want to charge your phone, you plug it into a socket. There. <laughs> you plug it into a transformer. No. <laughs> when you need... You see, if you want to interact with God, recognize his men that he sends to you. That is the truth that eluded me for a long time. And I was stuck in life, completely stuck. Because God sent me men and I never saw God. Yeah, I wanted to see God for myself. I'm one of those people, you go to the mountain. Yeah. And you shababa, rekeleba, what? The whole night. There is place for that. <laughs> and the song was still, Lord, Lord, you seem so far away. 
and yet he was always there but I failed to recognize him Abraham recognized God recognized God by recognizing three men we were rebuked here by I think rebuked given a prophetic word by Pastor Alex from Matthew 23 verse 37 to 39 they said, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who, like, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you are not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me, that's Jesus, no more. Till you say, blessed is he. Till you recognize that this person is not coming in their name, but they are coming in the name of the Lord. Till you recognize the one who has sent that person, that man or woman to you. Take me to, let's go back to Genesis 18. Give me verse 3. Hey. Ah, before we go there, before we go. So the Bible says that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, what did he do? You see, your level of recognition, recognition will determine your level of response. Hmm. I'll say that again. Your level of recognition will determine your level of response. When Pastor Bobby walks into any room, hmm? Pastor Bobby is <laughs> the most beautiful baby in the universe. <laughs> She's my wife. When Pastor Bobby, any room, anywhere, even if it's not worship harvest, and I am there, because I recognize her a certain way, my response is different from the response of everyone else. Yeah? For example, <laughs> if she walks in like I have learned from Pastor Emma, and by any chance she's carrying anything, I, like I'm running to pick the stuff from her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm running to pick the stuff from her. You see, this, this afternoon she was walking in for school of practical business and she came with, with her bag while she was from work. There were people standing there at the entrance. Yeah, I had to come out of office and go pick her from the entrance. There were people right there, but they never ran to her to take away anything from her because to them, yeah, she's another person walking around, which is good, which is good. But... <laughs> <laughs> to me yeah I, I can't just let 
let her walk just with heavy stuff. What? No, no, my dear. Your level of recognition will determine your level of what? Of, you see, this is a principle in the kingdom. It's a principle in the kingdom. And it's interesting that even, even the demons know this thing. Ah, haven't you read Acts 19? The story of the sons of, sons of, sons of Sceva. That said, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. You, who are you? And they prevailed on the people. One guy, <laughs> one demon. <laughs> yeah, one demon. Then the man in whom the evil spirit one was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. One demon, it recognized and responded. Ah, you people. <laughs> They recognize. Even heaven recognizes. It's a principle. Even heaven recognizes. You see, we've had testimonies here of people who have sent up more messages, WhatsApp messages, and his response is, it is well. You see, it, that it is well is recognized a certain way from him. A certain way in heaven different from your it is well. Are you, you try. Yeah, you try. I have tried. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Your level of recognition will determine your response. It is a principle. It is a principle. You see, part of the reason as to why the man of God can stand here and say, come to garage, and you, and you don't come. Your levels of recognition... meeting he even has to put a warning you're not, you're not it's just a thing you, 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 your level of recognition is so low that's why your response is the way it is and until you learn that principle yeah, you're stuck stuck you're saved and stuck Pastor Angela can stand here and she's and when she's going to lead a song and she says God is here. Eh? Look, eh? <laughs> the environment will change. Because there is a level in the spirit at which the heavens respond to how God is here. It is recognized everywhere.
that's why you know it is personal. First, take me back to that verse, verse 2. What does the Bible say that, that it is Abraham who ran, right? Did he have servants? Why is it that none of those servants responded the way he did? Yeah. See, the person know this thing. Eh? It's like they were all there, but it's only Abraham who ran, who was moving around. What? Because it is this recognition thing I'm telling you about that principle is a personal thing. There is a way Pastor B3 recognizes Apostle Mose. It's but something shifted in her heart about it. It's not something that you can fake. No, it is a hard thing. Everyone else was chilling, banging to GKB, playing sequence, what? Yeah. They just saw men around. But Abraham saw and he recognized and he went running, running, running and started hustling everyone to prepare things. You must ask God to give you an understanding of the men that he has sent to you. Yeah. Yeah. You must ask God to give it to you because he's willing to. Yeah. It's available for you. You must ask him to give you an understanding. Because when you perceive that they are not mere men, but that they are God carriers, your response to them is going to be very different. Very different. Yeah, very different. Mm, thank you. So let's see how Abraham responds. Verse 3. <laughs> Ooh. So Abraham runs and, and the Bible says and said, my what? I'm going to come back to my Lord. If I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Verse 3. He says, oh, no, no, please take me back. Where? I'll tell you to move. <laughs> yeah. Part of what shows that you recognize men a certain way is that you don't just refer to them just for you see we are foolish we used to call Apostle Moses by his name no I can't say it like it can't come out of my mouth anymore <laughs> yeah we used to call Apostle Moses by his name because we are foolish we never understood a principle Abraham sees three men can you imagine the confusion in the people around him when he runs to these men and is referring to them as my Lord? Yeah, the guys who are around him, they are confused. They're like, your Lord. You are Lord. Who are these the guys who told you to leave your country? We've never seen them with like, like they are confused. The other people are seeing three men. Abraham is not referring to these men by who they are, but by who sent them. By the one who sent them. By their God. That is why he's saying, my what? 
My Lord. Some of you, it's an instruction. You still call certain people by their names. Just Fua. My dear. It's recognition. Yeah. That's why you respond that way. It's recognition. There is a reason the Queen of England is <laughs> called your Royal Highness. There is a reason. That, do you know the name of the Pope? No, no, no. <laughs> Pope John Paul. No. <laughs> Even then, John Paul is not his name. Yeah. Pope Francis. That's not his name. not his name. You should go read about it. It's not his name. When they are referring to the Kabaka of Uganda, how many different names? Yeah, let's come home. Sabasaja, Magulu Nyondo, Choo Choo, what else? Nanta Megwa, Bene buffet. Yeah. He says, My Lord. He changes the way he refers to them. Because he recognizes something. It's part of training your heart to realize that these people. Hurry, they walk in a certain grace that you don't. Still straining your heart. And it's for your benefit as you're about to find out. The next thing we see is presence. He says, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not what? Do not pass on by your servant. He was desirous that these men, that, that he would stay in the presence of these men. Because they were not just usual people. You see, being in the presence of the men and women of God that he has sent you is a privilege. It is a privilege. And part of how you know that you recognize who they are is you value being with them. You value being with them. Jesus called his disciples to do what? To be with him. First, you value their presence. Abraham valued the presence of these men. And he said, do not pass on by your servant. Man, you value their presence. You're excited to be in the same space with them. I don't know, recently I found myself very excited to be in the same spaces with Apostle Moses. Very excited. Have the privilege at times of praying where he's praying. And I'm like, wow, I'm praying in the same space. You see, those years it used to be no more. Yeah. No more. Tells you come at this time here and then you show up 10 minutes later. 
I hope you're not planning to show up late for your family meeting tomorrow. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Value their presence. You should be enthused to be in their presence. Yeah. Check your heart. Check your heart if you don't have a genuine desire and longing to hang out with the people that God has sent to you. There is a problem. There is a big, big problem with the way you perceive and receive them. If you don't value being in their presence. If it's normal to you that you're seated here right now in worship harvest ministries where an anointing like Apostle Moses has been elevated and given to us as this generation and you think it is a normal thing. If you think it is, you should start praying for your heart. Because I can tell you there are things, actually many things you're going to miss out. Because you don't value being in the presence of the people. You can't say you value being in the presence of God if you don't value being in the presence of the people God has sent to you. Yeah. You cannot. Ah. <laughs> if when they summon you for a meeting, for garage, for a Zoom call, you feel inconvenienced. These people, why are they calling us? They think we don't have what to do. Look, is that how you would respond to God if God summoned you? Probably yes. Yeah, because that's the way you're responding to the people he has sent to you. It's a heart issue. Uh-uh. How's are you people? <laughs> My time. <laughs> the naming, the presence, the presence. Valuing the presence of the man or woman of God that he has sent you. Verse 4. Verse 4 and 5. He says, please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. And I'll bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts after that you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. They said, do as you have said. Yeah. Part of what shows that you recognize the people God has sent to you is your desire to extravagantly serve them. Extravagantly. They didn't ask him for bread. They just showed up. He's serving them even before they ask. Some of us. Yeah. At the end time of asking, you still have not done the thing that they've asked you to do. He was willing, Abraham was willing to serve, to serve the man of God, to serve the, the man of God that he saw. With ex extravagantly, he went hustled everyone. Everyone. Because he recognized that these are not just mere men. One of the things that has happened to my heart, like in the past year, is when, when Pastor Angela asked me to do anything. Anything. In my heart, I'm like, oh, what a privilege. I will stop anything and do it. I will hustle people. I will, I will just wait. You will do it. Yeah, you will do it. Because I've learned that it is an honor for me to serve the people God has sent to me. It's an honor. That when they ask me to do anything, it is, it's a privilege. 
Of all the people you have asked me, and the blessed, yeah, yeah, I will do it. Yeah, at least, at least I'll fail trying to do it, but I will do it. Because I've, my God has done something in my heart where, and I'm still praying that I recognize it because there is a level Pastor B3 and Pastor Angela at, at with Upmo that I have not yet Bulunji reached. Yeah. But you desire, that's what Abraham did. He desired to, like he did, he told them, bring that. Can I bring this? Can I do this? He went, he did more than what was required. In fact, they didn't even require him to do anything. They just showed up. And he started anticipating their need. What? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I get people to do this? Can I? Is that the way you respond when your man of God shows up? Might that explain why you're saved and still stuck? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm about to finish. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Verse 6. He says, So Abraham, at this one I saw an apostle was teaching clearly. I had not seen these words. Okay, I read them, but I didn't see them. But now I'm going to tell you what I saw. He says, So Abraham hurried into the tent because they had told him to do as you have said. One of the things Pastor Angela doesn't like is never tell her anything you're not going to do. Yeah. If you tell her, I'm going to do it today. She's like, please, 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 please. Don't promise me anything you're not going to do because I will eat you if you don't do it. So I've learned to be... <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, the three men tell him to go and do as he has said. Ah. Now that one has just... Do as he has what? As he has said. So Abraham hurried... Not the word hurried. Into, you not that word. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, what's the next word? Quickly. Make ready three measures of fine wheel. Knead it and make cakes. Uh-huh. And Abraham did what? Ran to the herd, took a tender good calf, gave it to a young man. And he did what? He hastened to prepare it. Uh, to prepare it. Uh, verse 8 has something. Hasten to prepare it. Let me first stop there. Hurried, quickly, ran, hastened. Speed, speed of response. It matters how you respond. Yeah, it matters how you respond. It matters how fast you respond to the WhatsApp message. It matters. What does Mark 1... I think it's Mark 1, 17. Pastor b is and Pastor Solomon's scripture. <laughs> ah, yeah, Pastor Tina. <laughs> Mark 1, 17, right? Is it 18, yes, 18. 18, give me 18. When Jesus calls them, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that they immediately did what? Left their nets and followed him. Immediately. It's urgent. Apostle has kept saying that God is in a hurry. He's in a hurry. 
it matters how you respond to the man of God. It shows that you have received them a certain way. The Abraham hurried quickly, ran. He said, it's like he was hustling everyone. Get this thing done quickly. What? When they ask you to send information, MC leaders, when your location pastor asks you to send how many people have confirmed for the family meeting from your MC and you respond 24 hours later after the meeting and yet you are online on your status. You see, I've done some of these things where you leave certain messages unread in certain groups. You check online, you open, what? You see, you close. I even have a widget on my phone where I can see messages without being online. Yeah. I can see them and you won't tell that I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, please, I, no, I won't tell you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> You know, I, you learn once you recognize that this person is sent from God, the way you respond to them is going to be quick. Quick. God desires that we respond to him first. If, you see, Jesus strongly rebuked a disciple who wanted to follow him after burying his... He said, let me first go and bury you. About what? Yeah, there it is, Matthew eight twenty one. Then another disciple, another of his disciples said to him, a disciple... Say to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Their own dead. He's trying to show him that you respond. And when you're responding to me, you respond first. I am the priority. God wants us to respond first. How well, how fast do you respond to the man or woman of God that God has sent you. That is an indicator of how much you've received them and how much you have received the God of that man. Elisha's response to Elijah, I won't read it because of time. Was there saying, oh, let me first go bid who fare well, what? He's like his parents. Please let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again. For what, have I, for, what have I done to you? You risk, like when heaven is calling through the man that they have sent to you, you respond fast. Fast. Verse 9. Ah. Verse 9. He says, then they say to him, these men, then they say to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Do you realize that all this while, while Abraham is doing all this stuff, these men have not yet told him why they have come? They have not yet delivered the reward that heaven sent them to deliver to Abraham. What would a 
have happened if Abraham never recognized these people? He would have missed the reward. If he had stayed chilling and hanging out with the people banging to G and playing sequence and doing all that stuff, if he had said and not, never recognized these men, he was going to miss his reward. Heaven had released that reward to come to him. Heaven has released certain things to you, but they are dependent on your recognition and reception and response to the men and women that God has sent to you. Heaven had prepared me to be a minister. But if when Apostle Moses walked into that place in Kakumba Chapel when I was still a student and God told me that is the man you're going to serve, if, if I had stayed hanging around dilly darling, I would have missed out on a very incredible inheritance. Yeah. I would have missed out on it. Some of you, you're missing out on the rewards God has for you because you have failed to recognize and respond to the men and women God has sent to you. Abraham, all this while, they are quiet. They are watching. The man is running around. They are not telling him why they have come. He does not know. And he's not doing it so that he can get their reward. He even doesn't know there is a reward coming. He, he's just doing it because that is the posture of his heart. He's not expecting anything. And they release a promise. You see, just because God has said it in his word. <laughs> yeah. Just because he has said it in his word doesn't mean you're going to experience it a certain way. Because there are certain keys that certain people have that can help you unlock the promises that God has given to you. Yeah. God wanted me to make a lot of money last year. And he sent a man, sent Apostle Moses. Apostle Moses just said, we met one, one time and he said, from today every one of you are going to start recording your income. Daily. Even put an alarm, 9 p.m. every day, work on your financial document. I started working on it. In, I started in June, I think. In July, my income doubled. I was doing the same things. And it stayed that way until the end of the year. Yeah. We did a certain challenge where we're listening to up more podcasts every day for 30 days. Today is day 30. Yay! <laughs> for 30 days. And for the first seven days I listened to those podcasts, I received money every single day after listening to those podcasts. Every single day for the first seven days. I received money the first day. I'm like, eh, maybe. Second day. Third day. I recognized on the fourth day. Fourth day. There are rewards you are going to miss if you don't receive the men and women God has given you. The scripture says in Matthew 10, 40 to 41, Jesus says, he who receives you, receives who? Receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name 
of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You see, my marriage can never fail. Because all my parents are thriving in their marriages, it cannot fail. But times we were struggling, there is a certain receiving we did not have. And we had a meeting sometimes, sat down with Pastor Angela and Pastor Emma, and from that day our marriage took a different turn. There are rewards you are missing out on because you have not received the men and women God has sent to you. Worship harvest. Worship harvest. We need to recognize and respond to the men and women God has sent us in order to receive what God has prepared for us. If we don't, we are going to waste a revival that could that has the potential to transform an entire generation. Actually, no, it won't be wasted because yesterday a prophet came and said that God is raising kings around Apostle Moses. Yeah. So if there are people not responding, yeah. If there are people not recognizing and responding, then we have the risk of losing it. Pray for your heart. Let's pray for our hearts from today to learn to recognize because God wants it for you. To learn to recognize and respond to the people he has sent to you. It could be a missional leader, they could be a cold shepherd, a huddle leader, location pastor, zonal pastor, cluster leader, network leader, the movement leader. Recognize and respond to them. Recognize and realize that you're not just receiving a man, you're receiving the God of that man. And you're going to shalak like you, are, you're like you have never before. Thank you very much. I would like to invite <laughs> Apostle to help me conclude this thing. Pastor Bethany is coming to help us conclude this. Come on! Wow, Papa bless you. Guys, was that normal? Can we appreciate Pastor Blesso? Can we give a bigger hand of praise to Jesus? Eh. Apostle, you've raised mighty sons, honestly. Wow. God has spoken. I am cut to the heart. Tonight is one of those where he has spoken very clearly. In one of the New Testament books, I think Paul writes and says, if you think you're standing, be careful lest you fall. Sometimes when we hear a message like this, we can think it's for the people who are doing badly eh? when it comes to like recognition. But the moment you start to think in your heart you've understood 
recognition? Now that is the problem. Because your heart is closed. And I sense that today, God is dealing with those people at well, as well. Like maybe for you, you feel like, hey man, thank God I got it. You haven't got it. One of our constant, because it seems like this is a mega key. This thing of recognition and honor seems like one of those things. Like, you know, as, as he spoke, I thought about how these men, go read that chapter and the next one and see how these men were treated down the, the, the valley in Sodom. When they went to Sodom and Gomorrah, they were trying to rape them. Fellow men were trying to rape them. And you know what came upon them? That city was destroyed. So this thing is, God keeps telling, I, God loves us worship harvest. He's brought back the same message. And why does he keep bringing it back? Because the entrance of his word brings light. Do you understand? So every time it is taught, God shows you more. God shows us more. One of our constant prayers, one of my constant prayers is, Lord, help me see who this man is and any other men and women you've placed around me. Because if I, I don't think I know. There's a time my apostle said, some of you here think you know me. You don't know me. And you know what? It's true. The moment you start thinking you've understood an anointed person, you're in trouble. Elisha served Elijah for years. And he saw him in his truest form when he was leaving him. And at that point is when a certain transfer was given for a generation. So don't arrive, some of us, don't, don't think you've arrived in your heart. Maybe God gave you a glimpse. Don't arrive. Keep desiring for more how. Serving is one of the keys. They've just showed it to us. Serve, keep serving. Serve. Worship harvest. I'm so glad you turned up in big numbers. And I believe it was a setup because you turned up in big numbers because you knew it was Apostle Muse preaching. Let's be honest, which is nice. And I love that we love Apostle. But God knew that the way to get you in the room today to pass on something to you was through Apostle Muse being the one. And he didn't trick you. He had planned to teach, but he's a very spirit-led man. Yeah. He had planned to teach us. We were all excited. Why is it that Apostle asked specifically Papa Blesso? And he had a message ready. A word in season. This season 21 is different. It's not for notes. Me, I moved on. I put out my notebook. After day one, I said it is well. And, and it's okay to take notes Bambi. I'm not saying you shouldn't this is me but I realize that's not it God is giving gifts he's passing on stuff he's, he's imparting things these things is not by power when Jesus says to Peter this thing wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood you can't work your way to recognize a person God has to open your eyes but your heart has to want it you have to do what you can do. The thing of, I will serve. I will respond quickly. Don't say, I'll wait to get a thing, then I will do. We are being shown keys that can open up more. So I want us to just respond right now. Just a few minutes, maybe five minutes. I'd like us to pray and to sow into the word. And then also to repent. 
Okay? Make some decisions today. Let's not do the thing of feeling bad. Make some changes. The thing about it being personal, some of you, it's about your spouse. You think you will recognize together. The way Pastor Jeremy recognizes Apostle Moses is not how I recognize him. And it's okay. He has his revelation. I have mine. There are things he knows that I don't know. He can't pass them on to me by marriage. It's personal. So don't, don't limit yourself to a, your close friend or by your what. If you have your instructions, obey them. Abraham didn't invite Sarah to do everything. She, he asked her to do what she could do. Then he ran around because I don't know if Sarah had even realized that these were men, this was God in these men. Maybe she had it. That's why maybe she even laughed. She's like, So don't be hindered by the response of your friends, your family who tell you you're being too much, you're overdoing it. It's okay. When God has opened your heart, respond to grace. Respond to grace. The more you respond, the more he shows you. So why don't you go ahead right now? I want you to just pray, just briefly, and just make some decisions today, okay? Ask God to open your heart. Lord, show me. Show me more. It's not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Let's just do that for just a few minutes right now. Just a few minutes right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. May you heal our hearts, Lord, from any pain that has come from authority that has become a hindrance for us to recognize those you've placed over us. We break and sever ourselves off of those things that we may receive you in the earthen vessels. Open our eyes, Lord. Like Abraham, we will recognize quickly and respond quickly that you may fulfill your word in our generation. Pray not only for yourself, but for us as a movement. God has entrusted to us something amazing by teaching us these things over and over. Just start to pray for your, the other people in this movement, the people who may be struggling. We send your word, Lord, your word of light and revelation that you will flip them in the name of Jesus, that they will see, that they will recognize, that, Lord, they will not miss it, the sons and daughters of this house, Lord. We draw them in the spirit. And even tomorrow, Father, you will accomplish a work in us as a movement. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. As we gather in obedience to your word. Father, tomorrow may you start a new chapter in this mission. Lord, in this mission, may you start a new chapter. May we be known as a house of honor. A house of anointing. Makashetelebozita. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Even those who are being tempted to not show up, Lord, we thank you that you're turning their hearts around. Whether they've watched this or not, you're reaching them, Holy Spirit, by your grace that none will be left behind. That you will fulfill your word of signs and wonders, of sons and daughters sent to the nations. That you'll fulfill your word of millions of disciples 
in thousands of churches and hundreds of buildings that Lord we will see your word come to pass we will see your word come to pass where there is pride expose it Lord where there is pain expose it Lord that we will see your word come to pass in our generation that our hearts will be softened towards you Lord in Jesus name Amen Amen Wow Alright please be seated as we come to the end Thank you for coming. If you're in the room, it's not an accident. And before we close, I'd like to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. This stuff we are talking about, it's impossible. It's only God who can do it in you. So I want to give you the opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I just want you to put your hand up. You're saying, today I want to receive Jesus. I know we came for a prayer meeting, but you could have come maybe to pray. And God wants to give you more. If you're here and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life, thank you, my, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask that person who came to you to just walk with you. Walk with her, my sister. Bring him. Bring him right here. Yes, we are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. If there's still someone else, just put that hand up boldly. Walk into the light and love of Jesus. You're among family and friends. Come on, there's a celebration in heaven right now. Face me, you can face me. Welcome, welcome my brother. Is there anyone else? No, no, you can face me. You don't need to face these people. Face me, uh-huh. Yeah, they shouldn't scare you. Too many eyes. Is there anyone else in the room? Don't be afraid. There is no fear in love. You're saying, I want to say yes to Jesus today. I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. All right. I'm sure that there's people in all the rooms where we are gathered and in other places whose hands are up right now. And we're going to pray along with my brother today so that he doesn't feel like he's the only one speaking. You're going to just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. Today I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Tony over there, just go to him. Wow, guys, what a good God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching and you made that decision and maybe you're alone, can you send us a message on 0775-6424-49. That's 0775-6424-49. Let us know that you made a decision to follow Jesus. would like to connect you to a loving family and start this journey with you. We are in a revival. And one of the marks of revival is millions of salvations everywhere so we thank God for what he has done tonight and friends may the Lord bless you may he cause his face to shine on you, may he give you peace, may he give you favor, may he defend you on every side, may he protect you and preserve you and may he continue to open your eyes revelation to his word that you may walk in the fullness of his blessing in Jesus name Wow, can we appreciate Pastor B3?
Hey. Amen. Now, as you're standing, can we stand? We are closing, so it's, it's okay to let some blood flow. Yeah. Someone could have been dozing through the altar call when they were supposed to get saved, you know. But anyway, <laughs> forgive. Uh, what I, want, I wanted to do something here, just out of obedience uh, for myself, especially. I've received a couple of uh, prophetic words from two different people that I should because you know on uh, was it Monday or Tuesday Monday Pastor Angela brought us a very not lightly worded but very strong warning about different things that were going on which I wasn't feeling like that or thinking like that, but you know, uh, sometimes your focus is elsewhere so you don't see certain things. And then Pastor Alex repeated it on Tuesday, so now I thought, okay, this is getting serious. And then, so then on Tuesday and then today, two different people sent me a message saying, you actually need to forgive the members I'm like me forgiving members what have I done so so I know that we are all at different stages in our walk with Jesus makes sense so you know some people at a personal level they could have been offended at something in my leadership or and there could be that scenario where even you, you're like, they are saying you, you're grieved. Uh, I don't feel like I'm grieved at the church. I feel like, you know, there are just a little things here and there. But whoever it is, whatever it is, if between you and I, you feel like there's some little beef or pork or chicken, please forgive me. I ask for your forgiveness. And I also unreservedly forgive you whatever it is. Amen. That, so that we do not let the enemy get in the way of what God wants to do. God has blessed us, all of us, and he wants us to help a lot of people. And that's why he's doing this work in us. And so... Our, our walk is constant forgiveness. Forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. That's what the scripture teaches. So I forgive you and I ask for your forgiveness. Please, whoever I may have hurt in a way, led, told, or anything, please, I'm here to ask for your forgiveness. Amen. Yeah. Wow. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever.
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.